I I will just say this: fear is the team you love to hate. Or the team I hate to love. Yeah, no, that sounds way better. The team I hate to love. Because, like, I love the way that they're playing, but I hate the way that they think about playing. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Salt Mine. This is Season 3, Episode 6. I think we're fully caught up now on, on where we're supposed to be. I'm putting my, my full faith in that Season 3, Episode 6 designation. Still brought to you by Aegis Esports. Shout out to them once again and the Aegis Champions League for their sponsorship. Appreciate having them on board still. I'm Gordo. I'm joined by TDS and Slayer for a little bit more of a classic episode this week. So we're going to keep things back to basics. Talk a little bit more about the NACL, about week number... What did we just finish? We finished week number six? That would keep in, in tune with uh, yep. what episode yes, we're on. Yes, we did. Usually we're at one episode number further than what week the NACL is on. But this past week or several weeks ago, we skipped an episode. So now we're in sync yes. with yeah. the NACL. So that, that, tracks, that tracks. It was all planned for that moment. It's true. It <laughs> makes it way easier to know where we're at, assuming that I know what week the NACL is on, which I've just demonstrated I don't. But we're, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Or we won't. We'll restart next season. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so let's kick things off. We had an interesting last week. Was another was the last of those weekend super weeks where there's three matches each uh, Saturday and Sunday at the regular LCS times. LCS is coming back for week number seven, so we are going to be going back to two matches a day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's chat about those matches that we just completed here. Let's start things off with player of the week. I haven't actually thought about this at all yet, but I think it's the best way we have to start off conversation. Do you guys... Uh, Either you guys have a solid candidate for player of the week that comes to mind immediately? Um I feel like it's kind of, it's a half cop out but it's also half playing the math here. Uh FlyQuest played two matches obviously. I mean like so they 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 played they played a little extra this weekend and they do go 4 in one of those games and they win both the series including solidifying themselves as an undefeated champion. So I feel like somebody on Fly Challengers has to be the uh player of the week and looking across how everyone performed i'm kind of deadlocked between uh the two main carries uh, i think we saw a lot of creativity out of both quad and sajed uh in in their two series i mean sajed played everything from like an Aphelios game where he afk farmed for 30 minutes and then just deleted people to you know, playing some Varus. He, he had a Smolder game where he also accomplished, you know, similar goals, staying alive. I thought his Lethality Jin game was actually pretty decent, despite the fact that um they do lose. That's the one game they lost. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. TDS, TDS Jin mentioned he's he's losing it here. TDS and I have been covering a lot of League of Legends last couple of weeks. He's sick to death of Jin. Yeah, well, I you know I don't see as much gin, so maybe that that one stuck out to me more. Um, but I also thought Quad had some had some great performances. I mean, I don't, I don't think he even I don't know if you know if he died in the AOE series. I'm gonna be straight up. I mean, I know for a fact that he didn't die in the first game, uh, which he played Cassiopeia, and then he had a pretty flawless Oriana game. So it's it's one of those two for me. I'd honestly just accept anybody on Fly Challengers if you gave me at least a, a half-assed argument with their weekend. Yep. 
I'm surprised you didn't even mention the Sujed Zaya game in game two against Merrillville. That was oh, yeah, sure. that was like my best Sujed game of the weekend, I think. I think that one was yeah. that one was really, of course really I blank good on too. The, I blank on the really the arguably his best game I blank yeah. on. I am <laughs> I am tempted to pick Surdy uh just taking Docker. all fly games in collection because uh I think Surdy is like Surdy's like the biggest difference maker in the AoE Fly series because he is just crushing Zamudo that entire series, especially on the Darius in game one, where he like <laughs> I, I love that the casters called it out by the way, is like they Samudo was the solo kill leader in the league, and Surdy like entered the series. It was like Zamudo was at like eleven, and Surdy was at like seven. And over the course of the first game, Surdy catches up, <laughs> just solo killing Samudo over and over again. He even gets a one v two in there at one point. Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty wild. I think that's a that's a good case to be made. If we want to skip the pick a fly challengers player cheat code, I can make an argument for Keel. Uh yeah, TL only plays their that one series up against Mirage this weekend that goes to three games, but I think Keel is critical in both of the wins. I think his Belveth in game number two. Uh, is a really, really big deal, especially when, like, the rest of the team is is not really showing up in that game number two. Uh, and his game number three, he plays the Vi, and I think is pretty critical in that one as well. So I, I think you could make a solid argument for Keel. I still think he's, like, the standout player on that TL team that has yeah. been struggling so much for so long. Um, yeah, I would give it to him. No, Good pick. First. Yeah, I think I feel like those are fur ones. Actually, like not trying to go for the fly C because if I go fly C, mine is quad. I think quad performed the best in general. Just really like how he's playing and really good uh, showcase of his abilities in general. I was thinking on Maryvale's side actually because yes, they lost against fly Z technically, but I, I honestly was really impressed with Niall's performance this week. I think he was one of the main linchpins in the fly C matchup. I think he didn't allow Surdy to do as much as, as he probably would have liked and even won in a couple of situations. And I think he's just been one of the best performing top laners in general. Like for Maribel, the it's more the talk for Scary Jerry, uh, Juji and, and Spyrax. But this week, I just feel like Niles was there every, at every point of the games, and he just uh, is performing at a really high level. I really liked what, what I've seen so far from him. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, Niles, like, stands out in my mind. I've said it a million times, but I think he, like, he's just a player that really understands his, like, role, right? Like, he's on yeah. whatever... On, he plays a wide variety of picks, some of them more unique to him. Like, I, other people are picking up the Gnar now, but he's always been, like, the bigger Gnar guy. <laughs> um... But yeah, he's like, whether he's marking people on Gnar or buying space on Cassante or like pushing and roaming on something like the Rumble, he's like really, really, uh, I think, flexible in that way. And I think he does everything. He'll play very different ways depending on the picks. And I think that's really, really important and really valuable from him. I think if this yep. Maryville Fly series taught us anything, it's that like these teams are so much better than the field, I think, by like a 
by a fair margin. Well, they have yeah, this they yeah. have this close series against each other that goes to three, and then they both play other like mid to bottom teams the next day in in and, lit, and in AOE, them. and they just roll them over each individually. Yeah. It's just it's a fun little package that that just happened to play out that way this week. Maybe Supernova is the closest. Yeah, that's but... what I was about to say. I, I I am biased, but I will put <laughs> Supernova in the outside contention bracket. I agree. I think teams. they're I think they're third, but I think they're like solidly also... third. Like I think Maryville and Fly would be S tier, mm -hmm. Supernova would be A tier, and then nobody that's else fair. would be out of B tier for me. They did beat up on a on a struggling team 2-0 themselves as well. They did. So they certainly did. We're playing the standings game, but I would argue that roster wise, they beat the best of those teams that got 2-0'd. But I don't know. I'm sure True. we'll have a lengthy conversation on that team and where they're sitting currently in the standings. Yeah. It's I disguised mean, that... if anyone isn't curious who I'm talking referring to it's, here. It's disguised. it's disguised. You know, we can have this guy's conversation right now. I mean, this is this whole purpose is to, to be a bridge to talk about whatever subjects we want. Uh, I feel like we're just selling a broken record at this point. I mean, is, it, is it not the same? Is it not the same shit that we've been talking about for two weeks now? They kind of just reimagined against a better team. Not quite because okay. they finally started doing what I wanted them to do. And that they've started giving Madui his picks. Madui plays Seraphine and Hui this week. Uh, and they yeah. still fucking suck. So it's it's not it's not fixed. It didn't help. Yeah, it they've is. taken my advice. I they so this last week's on me because they did exactly what I told them to do, and they're still not winning. Uh, granted, yeah, it's against I, I Supernova, would, uh, but still. I would frame it as not improve. Like it's not like we. It's the same thing we talked about. It's more so that it's the same thing we talked about, and it's worse than what we talked about. So it's even worse than it was before. That's the issue with DSG there. And like yeah. technically it's only up from here, but like they have three series remaining, I think. Uh they have two next week, which is against uh direct uh, technically direct, direct competition. Yep. Yeah, because <laughs> if they lose any of those two, that pretty much nets them in the, three in the well, uh, relegation they, zone. Like they they quite literally play seven, eight, and ten right now. That's the rest exactly. of the season. <laughs> yeah, so, so if they if they lose any of those three, that's relegation bound kind of to a certain degree. Like it's really difficult to not see it like that because Mirage only has DSG and Fly C that pretty much confirms them, not standing wise, but like power wise. And then Lid and AoE have kind of the easiest ones. So there's a, still a chance for them to do it. But DSG has to win. Two of those three. I don't think they can win only one. They have to win two of the three to be sure that they don't get disqualified. And if they are able to get to playoffs, then I can see some light for them. But like this matchups, I I don't think I wasn't expecting this to be the case for DSG at all at this point. Yeah. Um. I mean, we're talking about those tiebreakers coming in towards the end of the season. Uh, I think AOE is safer than they appear at first glance. Um, just because they have won a lot of individual games, um, they are at, so for reference, right, AoE is two and four at seven wins, Lit is two and five at five wins, so Lit has played an extra yep. series and still won two fewer games, so, like, unless, they, they have, like, a big, if, if they stay tied with AoE, they are, like, very behind, um, 
And if they win games to get above AOE, then yeah, well, then that means that DSG is still losing, and and then it gets easier from there. Um, I also think AOE yep. will continue to like. I don't think they're going to win zero, even if they lose out the rest of the season. I think they will continue to win other games. Uh, AOE still plays DSG, like we said. Uh, they still play Wild Card, where I expect them to take some games, and they play Fear, who have gone to three games in every single series except for this past week, where they got two owed by Wild Card. Yeah. So, so, so are we gonna? Are you gonna apologize to Wild Card here? Or I guess I have to, right? Like Yanni, Yanni, Yanni took whole clips out of last week's podcast of just me <laughs> exposing my, like, just ex- explicitly <laughs> me saying I don't think Wild Card's gonna win any more matches, and if and they do, and that, like, <laughs> talking about the Fear series and explaining saying well it's definitely going to three games there's <laughs> yeah surely so, surely i'll at least bake off that logic right nope no no Too so hard. yeah i don't know that was a weird series i mean to be fair fear were were sniffing the nexus in game number one they, like they... I, I will just say this fear is the team you love to hate or the team i hate to love yeah i know that sounds way better the <laughs> team i hate to love because like i love the way that they're playing but I hate the way that they think about playing. And it's just like, please, it's, there's two things that you need to do. Just don't over commit for something and kill the Nexus. And they did that a couple of times, but it feels like they make the game harder for themselves in a lot of situations. Like against, against uh, Wildcard in the first game, there's absolutely no reason why that game should have gone like that. But they see something that needs to happen and they make it happen, even if it's the worst decision ever. And they take it uh, confidently, which I respect. But at the same time, it's not smart and it's not going to work out 60% of the time. And they lost the game out because of that. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that series is just wacky. Uh, I, I mean... We had this discussion last week a bit about what team would you label the most streaky team. I confidently believe it's wildcard. I confidently believe because they just have guys on their team that can like they're going to like they're going to either win out their lane hard with like a really cool pick or they're going to int their face off, uh, which is uh, which has happened both like multiple times. Like as much as I love Quacker, you know, he, he had those like first week games where he was like proxying dudes waves on Darius up like one and a half K gold at 15. And then some of those games, he was, he just disappeared and, you know, dark wings, he gets, he gets labeled the most, one of the most underrated players in the league, like being the most underrated mid laner in the league. And he shows why, but then he also have games where like he picks Oriana and he just doesn't have impactful shock waves. And if you're not doing that on Oriana, like you're going to lose a series and that's why they lost like games up against flag fly challengers where they could have actually like they could have won purely off the back of Aaron smolder bs one of those games and who knows what that series looks like then but yeah it's it's they're just streaky man and uh and i would like to point out that they are fifth place and i seated them there once again i'm here to say that good victory lap that one a bit balanced as everything should be true yeah we'll see how they close out because they do still have to play aoe and supernova um yep but yeah, the uh, yeah I don't know. That's confidently just... four and five, baby. I'm calling it. I mean, they're just gonna <laughs> they're just gonna land four and five. There you go. Well, pretty sure if Wildcard wins this week, they are secured, right? Because 
There's yeah. already three in with Fly, C, Maribel, and Supernova all in. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing if Wildcard win, they end up 4 4. I don't think they can go below the remaining teams because the maximum DSG can do is three. Same for, well, actually, AoE can do a little bit better than three. So maybe yeah. not, they need to win two more. I have not done the math, but it, I think, I feel like this is a vibe. This is not a guarantee. Yeah. Uh, but just looking at the standings and the matches yet to be played with how many, like, Lit is still going to play against DSG, uh, AoE is still going to play against DSG and Wildcard, Wildcard's going to play against AoE, and uh, Mirage is going to play against DSG as well. Uh, yeah. Like, they're all playing each other, so I feel like if you're at three wins, I consider you safe. You're not mathematically safe, but I think it's a pretty safe bet. Are we talking away from relegation or for yeah. playoff? Well, I mean, the That's same, the same thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think four so, wins confidently slots you. Four wins, I think, confidently slots you. Yeah, I, I think, think even four three wins. wins does as well. Like I'm not thinking that wild cards like a true candidate for relegation. I like I think relegation no. in my mind the relegation race is between lit disguised and mirage right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. I would yeah. put AoE just cuz technically they are also in the two They are also at two wins. It's the their game record pack. that makes me But it's the fact also the fact that they have three remaining series. So yeah. like even the word, it's the same as DSG, but they have one game advantage. So, like, exactly. as long as they win one, they are three. And yeah. they have two remaining games to just bump up their game score, which yeah. can like, make so, a difference if you're imagining. Yeah, like, for reference with AoE, right, they have played the same amount of series as Disguised and have four more game wins. Like, it's exactly. just, stuff's gonna, like, head-to-head -head does not matter. So it's like, unless Mirage plays two more series, Disguised plays three more series... Unless they get two wins each. Like, unless Mirage sweeps the rest of their season and or Disguised win two of the next three series. Uh, neither of which seem super likely. No. Yeah. It's going to be... Uh. One of them is against AoE, right? Um, so, like, AoE would have to lose out on their next three series and Disguised would have to win the three win all three or mirage would have to win both to like get them ahead in like you would need to you need to beat aoe on series record because you're probably yeah. not going to beat them on game record anymore uh and that's why i consider them safe i think it's just so unlikely that i don't even know if it's it's got to be mathematically possible because they're not highlighted in green and i trust the people who edit the wiki over anybody else um True. But also, it just, it's so hard. Just like, so Mirage, much right? so much has to go wrong for AoE and right for Lit Disguised and for two out of the three of Lit Disguised and Mirage for AoE to end up down there. Right. Yeah, I'm also feeling we kind of have to discard Mirage actually after watching their schedule because like they're one and six and they have only two remaining games. So they and they play yes DSG, mm -hmm. but like once again, we, we talked about this as well in, in one of the previous episodes. Their last match is against Flyce. So, like, they have to beat the best team and they have to beat their direct opening, which I think they can beat DSG. The problem is that they have to beat Flyce as well and depend on other results just because of game score and, and, and also the amount of, of series that they have against them. 
I feel like they, they are pretty much doomed at this point. Yeah. Well, the question you got to ask yourself, too, is I almost feel like you can. Here's what you cling on to if you're a Mirage believer, right? It's like DSG looks dysfunctional as shit. Like they're, they're, yeah. they're really spiraling. These guys do not look great. I think they will pick up at least a win against either Mirage or Lit this week. Uh, if I were to bet on it, I would say that I think Mirage and Lit will be the relegation teams. But. That's fair. We'll see. It's. I mean, it's going to be based on how Disguise does this week. Um, but if you, it, it's, you know, if you don't believe, it, it's easier to not believe that. Like, you could sell me on DSG's relegation team. You could sell me on Mirage beating DSG, especially because they're, it feels like Mirage are, are kind of starting to find their groove a little bit. They take that game up against TL this past week. Like, I think they, it's, it's very transparent, but I think they kind of have a recipe where they can win games, where it's like they play the, like, super aggressive mid-jungle duos, like the Jace brands of the world and stuff like that. Like, I think that's... Will and RJS are their best performing players right now. Alorum's a very good performing player as well, but Alorum needs to play a tank every game. Um, yeah. I don't know why he, like... In the past, in Tier 3, Alorum has had, like, these pocket picks, like the on-hit Nico and the Urgot and stuff. Where like he's been willing the to bust trundle, out like carries, yeah, like the Trundle counterpick against the Olaf. Like he's had, he's had split pushy carry stuff that he's been willing to bust out before. Even though he's mostly the weak side tank guy, he's like not played any of that this season. Like has has Alorum played a single game this split that is not on a full tank character? I mean, I maybe played, I think I'm checking. Played he's played Udyr, Orn, Kasante, Maokai, Scion. He played one game of Gragas where I assume he played AP. Okay. And then yeah, Valve, I, I kind of remember like, it. Like, that was the only good too. part. Yeah, and he's it was the only good, a good part, by yeah. the way. I, I kind of remember the Gragas game. It was the only good part out of yes. Mirage Alliance. Yeah. His, my Cho'Gath, guess here his is... Cho'Gath goes AP too. Oh. We've seen his Cho'Gath before yeah. in like ACL and stuff. So he played one That's game of Gragas, one game of Cho'Gath. Probably built a fair amount of AP on each of those. Other than that, he's been all tanks. So my my first guess here is that. I think he has to play more tank duty than before because he has to put extra attention to protect Prismal. Because maybe like like I uh, and yeah no I, I to a certain degree I honestly don't care at this point because they've looked really bad and Prismal has to be the worst AD carry at this point in the in the league. He's not not only like positioning wise but damage output I feel like has to be one of the worst. The, the, from any AD carry. And I'm discounting the, the Twisted Fade from his last game where, honestly, I don't know why they put him on the Twisted Fade. That has to be one of the lowest damage dealing Twisted Fades I've seen. But apart from that, like, I, I think Alderm just has to do extra duty to allow for his AD carry to actually be able to play the game. And that puts a, a pre even more pressure on him to deliver on that, which I kind of understand why. But he's also your, the best part of your roster with with Will in my eyes. I think Will and and Alarm are the two best players in Mirage, and you're kind of putting a bit of too much pressure on just one guy trying to make the rest of the team be able to play the game, which is way too difficult. Yeah, I agree with that analysis for the most part. I did just check. Uh, Prismal has the lowest DPM of any bot laner in the league. Uh, so you're spot oh, on there, no. TDS. He is second lowest in damage percent, and that is only because Sajed is lower uh that should be that's actually that, that, a great a great sense. way to to under yeah like the uh, the funny part about that is you know why both of them are yeah, it's are very different spot. reasons one yeah <laughs> but like and and the, but the 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 
like worst part out of this or the part that it kind of puts even more pressure on the on the fact there is you can see and, and i remember the, the scores with the eye test that people were laughing at the you you have the eye test to see what players can play great and what not and all those things but like you can with with a, a legitimate eye test you can see that prismal plays in a way that you don't want any ad carry playing and Sayed plays in a way that you want your AD carry playing. Because even when he doesn't deal full damage in a lot of fights, he still is there for the crucial moments. I cannot say the same for Prismal. And the difference between the two of them is one is a rookie and the other is a veteran, which I find perplexing in a lot of ways. I, I still, you know, it sucks that we rehashed another conversation. And I, I know we, you know, we talked we talked to Norm a lot about what was going on with this Mirage roster. Uh, mm. And the switches, it's still, you know, I still believe that, like, it's just people are not playing the roles they should be playing in the NACL for more, maximum optimization of this roster. I, 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 Pr Prismal, I'm going to give him someone, I know he's still not playing well. I'm still going to give some, some of a pass. He wasn't coming into this season thinking he was going to play AD carry. He, he thought he was going to play support, right? And and I would rather have him at support. I still think I'd rather have Dardock in a tier th two level playing jungle than playing support right now. Like, I still believe that. And yes, you know, we, we know that, you know, the scrims are not going on well with Scooped and maybe Scoop wasn't the right fit. I I still think that, you know, you plug, maybe not even Scoop, some other AD carry that, that we, we could storm up in that in that spot and at least have Dardock and Prismal in the spots that they're more confidently able to perform on, th th this is a bit of a better season. And I, I truly, I, I, I believe that. And I haven't had any indication differently from what we've talked about and what we've seen. Yeah, I, I can't blame you for that. I mean, certainly some of the guys that we see around, like NACL qualifiers and stuff, feels like could have could have given some glances in that direction maybe. Um, mm, true. Yeah, if you're going to make the swap. I mean, that's the thing. It's like Will was a great pickup. And I think that's evident by how well he's been performing. But I do agree with what you're saying, mostly, Slayer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely been rough. The, the root of my point is you can get, like, the early game stuff for uh, RJS and Will. Alarm's going to play a tank no matter what, and he's going to do well on it. And then you got to get uh, Prismal, like, Ezreal or, like, Jin, where he can be, like, either more supportive of a position or really like, have his own self-peel tools for if he gets out of position. Uh, I don't even think it's just self-peel, because not even Saya has been that great from Prisma. Like, he has to be specifically Ezreal Jin. it feels like. Yes. It's, it's also, it also doesn't help that the meta is at a point where self-peeling AD carries are getting weaker and weaker compared to some of the more stationary AD carries that provide extra utility. Right or yeah, yeah utility. You think about who who are like the most prio picked bottom laners right now. It, it's it's Ash, which Bears. I'm gonna count as an AD carry because you, you can still play her there as well in a lot of comps. Varus, like TDS said, you know you get that extra utility. He has build flexibility. Callista, mm. you know you have you do technically have utility. I've seen people pick Callista purely so that an Ash doesn't get deleted every fight because you can ult the Callista or ult the Ash and, and save mm. her. Uh, and even TF right now uh, is there because he has utility, not mobility, to back himself up in those fights. And, and those are some of the ADs that I'm seeing prior the most. So it doesn't help that, you know, you're picking those self-peel ADs. You're also inhibiting your impact on the game on the current patch. 
in my mind. No, also, Senna. I, I, I was and Senna, yes. Yeah, one too. more, yeah, Senna. And the, the counter-argument for that is Smolder and Aphelios, but I think, like, those are the two biggest outliers, not because, like, they cannot carry, but because they take so, t so much longer, but they are a, a pretty secure way to know that you can win the game. And it has to be pretty specific AD carries, by the way, because, yes, a Smolder does have, like, a pretty big pool to try and, and, and win you the game. But we've seen Smolder on the wrong hands not delivering. Same for Aphelios. So I do think that they are very specific picks in certain scenarios, not compared to the Varus, Senna... I would say Varus, Varus Senna, and Kalista. Probably the three big that I would kind of point out to being the, the case there. Yeah. So... And, um... Oh, go ahead, yeah. Slur. I, I didn't know where you were going to go. I, I didn't know if we were going to pivot towards... I was just going to say, like, so the root of all that that I was trying to get to was, like, I feel like Mirage has a recipe to win sometimes. Uh, it doesn't work 100% of the time, but, like, they're at least kind of finding some footing. You could make an argument for their ability to beat DSG. And then the thing about their last matchup against Fly Challengers is especially with Fly taking down Maryville here and the fact that they play Supernova the day before, so that's probably where most of their week's prep goes. Assuming they come away with a win over Supernova, they may very well find themselves in a spot where they have locked first by the time they play Mirage in the last series of the season. Yeah. So, you know, it depends. How much do you think the Fly C guys value the... Uh, you know, how much do you think the Fly C guys value the uh, perfect season, right? Like, do they care substantially about going nine and zero versus eight and one uh i don't know you know that's that's kind of a question and then so, how much do they care about like oh, keeping certain strats secret because they will be week eight will be their first week on 14 5 which i believe they will also play playoffs on so do will they mm -hmm. have like you know will they be keeping stuff secret you know, there's an argument to be made that Fly Challengers in that last game against Mirage will not be the strongest version of Fly Challengers possible for all those reasons. So if you're trying to cope However, for Mirage, I think that's how you do it. However, do we think Fly Challengers treating this series like a solo queue, like the equivalent of getting reps in, do we still think Mirage would be able to beat them? Is that disrespectful to ask, or am um... I like... Maybe, maybe to both of them, really. Like, I'm sure FlyQuest would tell you we're trying to win every series. You know, we want the perfect season. Um, who's to say? <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I tried doing my head like a way where like Fly, Fly C would have to play for it, but the only way is if they lose to Supernova, um, which I don't think is. Impossible. Or like if they drop yeah. more random BO1s. Like if they drop random well, individual if Fly Challengers drops like a random individual game to Supernova and Maryville 2-0's TLC and Maryville, then maybe they need the game wins to well, still end up above so Maryville. That's the math I was doing, is that they have a one game lead right now. Yeah. And let's say that Maryville 2-0's both TLC and Fear yep. in their two final two games. So they're and then Fly and C, 17 and 4. And then Fly C drops one to Supernova. And then. So now they're, six, they're 16 they the and 4 then. Yeah. So they would have to. So at that point, they would have to. Beat Mirage. 
they would have to they would have to beat Mirage, and and make sure. Yeah, they'd have to beat Mirage. Yeah. I mean, because if they lost, um, if they go seventeen and six by going one and two against Mirage, that puts them below. Oh, but yeah. then they, if they go, yep. yeah, yeah, if they go seventeen and six, yeah. losing to Mirage, then they would be below Maryville because they'd both be six and one, but Maryville would have the better percent. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's a conversation we should we can have. Coming into week eight, when we have more of an idea of what's I, going on, I, yep. it's I, I don't know how much actually more of an idea we'll have to be though. I, I mean, <laughs> well, I guess... we'll know if Mirage is out or not by that point. Actually, yeah, yeah, we will. We yeah. will. Um, I, you know, to kind of like, not that I'm trying to breeze through our talk about last week, but so, so, this was in my mind like the most chalk week of NACL based off of how we thought it was going to go. Besides, like two series, like agree, we we all thought you know, and chalk doesn't mean like boring. In my, I want to make clarify that because yeah. we all thought Fly C Maryville was going to be great. We all thought Fly C Maryville was going to go three, and that's what it did. You, yeah. you just whatever court, side of the coin you thought it was going to play out on, uh, and then you had like like you talked about some teams we could breeze past like like lit. Yeah, sorry, you ran into Maryville after a loss the day before. Like you were gonna get you're gonna get pounded. I'm sorry. Like I, I don't <laughs> that's who came across. So so now it doesn't make relegation a really interesting spot. I kind of circling back again here, but you know, if you are lit or mirage and you can dodge relegation here and give it a disguised, I think you're over the moon because I think if one or lit or mirage in their current roster form stays up, the two teams that I think will come in I think will immediately be better <laughs> than than well than that. The team. big deal is like True. as the new teams to the league, Lit and Mirage. Like we talked with Norm about this, right? Like such a big part I think of NACL is like you qualify and then you got to survive your first split. Because if you survive your first yeah. split, you unlock yep. your roster and now you can go like. Who's underperforming? Who's the best player in NACL queues that didn't make the league? Yeah, you can supernova it. Yeah. You can supernova it. Exactly. Yeah. You can supernova it. <laughs> so, I and I mean, I know for a fact Norm is going to do that. Uh, I don't. Lit, Lit seems to have a little bit more of a camaraderie on their uh, organization, you yeah. might say. Like, I think they would be more into. They would want to keep their core, at least. It would shock me. If, They'd want to keep their solo. It would like, shock would me assume. if Lit, like, did a full over, like, three plus member rebuild uh whereas mirage i guarantee you will do a three plus member rebuild if they stay in the league yeah. they are gonna change a lot and maybe I'm get neo back. That, that would be the best thing for them because neo looked amazing in the th in the t3 maybe so like that's he the probably like maybe maybe and... norm needs to just buy neo a plane ticket back from his trip to Vietnam. He just needs to be and just back be like, for, brother, for you are already on the roster. You are not on our sub. Yeah, yeah. you're like already on the roster. It's not a. It doesn't break any rules because he's already a registered sub. Uh, just call Neo and be like, dude, I will buy you a plane ticket yep. back from Vietnam. Please, just come play in the promo tournament. <laughs> just save us for now, please. Oh. They just need to go for that. I'm glad that 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 relegation has evolved enough that there's no more scenarios. Cause like I know you American guys don't have the relegation scenarios that the rest of the world does with football, but like there's oh, I know, one. Though. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, one I, I, that is I, I, really I was funny. The prem actually, TDS, so that, that, okay, I, I then, know. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure if you know if if Slayer knows this one then, but there's one uh, about like ten or more than ten years ago, uh, before 2010. There's one relegation uh, fight where 
a team in the top of the table actually technically loaned or lended their two of their best players to a relegation team so that they could survive the relegation. That's no, and that's not allowed anymore. But they actually did that, and they were saved thanks to that. The two best players actually carried them. This happened in the LCS yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I'm glad that it's evolved so that that doesn't happen anymore. But I, I remember those relegation scenarios where just to get the best player, yeah, the double actually, yeah, the double lift one, the, where they just the TL got double lift and that saved them. That's the sort of scenario that I'm glad no longer happens. But those were hilarious when you were just a spectator. You know, this is as good a spot as any to kind of talk about relegations a little bit, just because I'm seeing the takes come through on Twitter, uh, especially before last week's matches were going on, where people are like, wait, you know, TLC and or DSG, and they're still saying it about DSG, might relegate. Like, (laughs) this would be so bad for the NACL to lose these teams and all the the notoriety and money they bring. And it's so funny to me because it's like rehashing the same dialogue we were having about franchising like six years ago with the LCS, where it's like, I feel like people have... And some people may have come in a little bit later, right? Uh, maybe they weren't as maybe they weren't fans back then. Uh, but there's definitely people who are like completely like, like just rehashing the LCS franchising arguments, where they're like they seem to have forgotten that uh, relegations was not like this perfect silver bullet uh, that is a litmus test for for good orgs, where you know they have this boogeyman of the bad org who's yep. like. You know, Dignitas or Immortals, uh, just camping the spot, not really trying. This is the this is why we need relegations, and they forget that like Team Liquid went through relegations, CLG went through relegations, and then like had relegations still been occurring in the modern LCS, like Hundred Thieves could have been there some years, FlyQuest could have been there some years. Like there's yes, um, you're not in yes, yeah Sam exactly, it's been. not this perfect system that you know your favorite orgs are never going to end up on the wrong side of that's not to say i don't like it i do think it's i think it's overall good especially given how tier two has been uh historically with actually giving opportunities to players that need them it's just funny to me it's just very funny to me to watch like play people start to rehash those same takes about like the risk of dsg potentially getting relegated I'm excited for this guy still co-streaming the relegation tournament. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be kind so... of funny to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm only for that, you know. Anybody like, see, my problem, my problem is with, with those debates, right? Is like, on the other side, there's always the option with relegation where you can just go, where you could say like. To counter those people who are like, oh, look, like the this is pointless. The same orgs are the ones that are dumping back down. They came back up. It's like, it's like yes, but at least that they have, at least they have like power in, and they have power to keep themselves in. Like if you don't have relegation, you're sitting there talking about like, you know, this goes back to the same sports argument with like like tanking. It's like. I would rather have teams that bounce in and up out of relegation all the time and like the storylines of that and giving the power to these orgs to put themselves in the spots they want to be in than like pure franchising where we're just stuck and us as fans and like players and teams have to like just sit there and watch a same org perennially suck year after year and there's no way to change anything. At least with relegation, there's always change. Like there should always be change. There's always be like a life to these leagues in my in my opinion 
and we just don't have to deal with any of that other yeah. bull crap. And it's like this tier, here. NA tier two tried everything else too, by the way. Like they tried everything. Yeah. They had that, they had the 16 yeah. team NACL, they had proving grounds. And what all that shit taught me is that the LCS orgs just have no fucking shame. They just cannot, like it's, oh. they can get just yeah. absolutely grounded to dust by teams that have peanuts for resources and they will change nothing. And five fire and value will remain never playing tier two and retire that way. Uh, so it's like I just I, I don't know well, I just have no that's one of the I have no sympathy things. for it anymore. That's one of the big things that I was like thinking about with the relegation and the um, franchising thing, comparing it to once again to American sports, the the American sports scenario. And the thing is that at the very least, with franchising, one of the big things and the or from what I've seen and from what I try to understand, right. The big thing about tanking is priority for players, right? Because that's a big, big value out of the tanking yes. part. It's the fact that you get the priority picks in the drafts, mm -hmm. uh, uh, right? I'm not wrong on that part. Yeah, in, in pretty much, yeah, yeah most so, franchised American yeah. sports. So yeah, the thing but is, that, that can happen. You have, yeah. Exactly, that's the thing. <laughs> you don't have that in League of Legends because, first of all, there's no university ladder yet, so you cannot like form an actual draft system for it. And then, second of all, teams are not interested in the drafting part. They, they it, tanking doesn't give you value apart from existing. That's that's the only value that you get by tanking existing in the LCS with the current system, whereas. At the very least, in those sports, you get some sort of value that can excite the, the the fans. Because once in a while, you get the super high prospect that you can get to see in your team, and you want to try and, leave and see how it happens. Or the trading, which also doesn't happen in LCS, because you don't get like good system for trading. And there's just a, and if you do trade, it's the same like recycle recycle trading like Vulcan moving to cloud nine then to eg then to cloud nine again then flyquest like there's no excitement in, in that sort of trading pattern and the trade is always kind of better for cloud nine and flyquest because they are the top teams and then the other teams actually don't get the value in the trade so that's kind of the thing that i just don't find the way that the franchise can make use of that because there's no existence on the on it and the very least with relegation you force the way for the rookie like yes the rookie may be completely random but he has a way of forcing things to happen yeah i also think like there's a recognizable pattern that just seems to be like na was the first region to franchise and it appears that riot has gotten better yeah. at selecting franchise partners over time uh just because like the this isn't a problem that really has happened in the LEC, the LCK, or the LPL. Like, they have not had these issues with their Tier 2 formats. Especially, like, LCK and LPL are pretty dang similar to what NA has. You know, they have... Or CB Lol has basically the old NA Academy system, and they freaking love it over there. Like, CB Lol, oh my god, I don't know who knows this, but CB Lol had their own vote to, like... Uh, I don't know if it was a vote or if it was just an option granted, but like CB Law teams had the opportunity to drop their academy teams and none of them did it. Like they just okay. they they got that same chance that NA did, and where NA seven out of ten teams dropped and CB Law every single team stayed in. Well, CB Law has been one of the best ones to try and prompt up talent. Like and and this is funny because Brazil has much more of a culture with relegation because football is more popular there compared to other sports. But then you have the, the situation where 
they actually do like to bring up their talent. Yes, their talent may be washed in some ways and, and that's fine for them, but there's also bringing up talent in a positive manner. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that NA face. It's not only the part where you're not bringing up your younger talent, but you're just kind of fed up with your old talent. Like we, we reached a point where the old talent people dislike because they but because they dislike the fact that they are there and they haven't achieved anything and then you dislike the new talent because they are not superstars immediately so and in comparison to civil law where everyone that plays there is loved in every way obviously there's going to be hate coming in from opposing teams rivalries everything like that but everyone is appreciated to a certain degree i feel like and that's a big thing in na like we dislike everyone in comparison yeah, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of a cultural issue there. I completely agree. Um, but that's, you yeah, know, that's that's getting pretty deep into the weeds. I agree with you, Slayer. Yeah, I sure, think this sure. last week had too little to talk about. I mean, I want to toot our own horn because, like, you know, we, a lot of, a lot of things we thought was going to happen happen so it puts it puts us in a hole it's it's not easy being right all the time guys it's not easy it's not and like even the upset was like so weird like the fly the wild card versus fear it's like i it's bizarre how little i feel like i could say about wild card fear i don't know why the upset was that it wasn't a three game yeah that's i mean that's the surprise in that wild card one i mean that's a surprise to me at least uh not to yanni (laughs) not to yanni not to yanni not to slayer slayer's a wild card believer still uh, well, I, I said on the last episode, I'll reiterate it. I am a wild card believer to an extent. The real team I will I will cap for the rest of the season and playoffs, and maybe a little too much, and not go off the range a bit is Supernova. Wild card I was just capping for so much because everybody in the community thought they'd be a relegation team, and I was like, they're not that bad. And now they're exactly where I put them. They're quite literally exactly where I put them right mm-hmm. now, and they're probably gonna finish. You know yeah. what they they play AOE and they play Supernova. I would bet they go one one. I don't know what the game score, and they finish four and five, and that's probably gonna get them fifth or sixth. And I'm I'm just gonna sit here like, hey, I told you right so. in the middle. It's fair. Yeah. Um, one other thing, uh, before we get on to Aegis time, uh, is uh OQs really quick. Uh, we're saving the OQs, boys. Oh, yeah. We're we're saving OQs here a little bit. Superman. Yeah, they were doing. Yeah, did everything yeah, Superman out. I did the uh the predator handshake meme with the the third arm added in for us yeah, that was, running that was the rift a and uh, classic. salty run back uh that, mm-hmm. that, that should have gone more viral than it did I, I put a lot of effort into that meme but it's neither here nor there uh for those who don't know uh rally cry has announced that there will be five community streamers who will be covering the up to four simultaneous NACL qualifier games being played. Uh, they will finally be live streamed. They will be played at pretty much the same time as the NACL after LCS and fixed on the weekend. Spectator fixed. Yeah. So well, I guess it wouldn't have mattered for us because we're on TR now. Never mind. Keep sorry. Keep yeah, going. No, no worries. Um, so th- there will be, and I mean, stay tuned to Rally Cry and Path to LCS and whatever our channel. I'm sure we'll retweet it on Twitter and stuff uh, for where exactly you can catch which matches, but all the matches will be live streamed, uh, which is great stuff. Uh, good to have that coverage back. Good to have teams stop having to play this weird decision calculus about whether they want to be covered or not, given the risks that it would pose to them about giving up footage way earlier than it would otherwise be available because of how slow Riot's been with uploading the VODs. Um, so all that stuff 
really great to have a resolution there. Um, and, you know, the, the, the hosts on this podcast are going to be all over that stuff. So basically how we yeah. expect it to work most weeks, uh, TDS and I are still with Aegis through the ACL. So we will be on the Aegis stream most weekends, Aegis Esports GG, um, who also yeah. got accepted. Um, but then we've been accepted as a podcast as well as the Salt Mine. So Slayer and Bonfire will probably be holding it down here most weekends uh, on the, the Salt Mine Twitch channel uh, at the Salt Mine Pod. So you'll get to see all of us on the weekends. We'll be covering different matches. Uh, maybe on both streams, we'll get some other friends in and out as the weeks go on. This stuff mm -hmm. is all kind of progressing in real time, so we don't know exactly, but... Huge shout out to Rally Cry for bringing us on for coverage. Um, yeah, it's going to be a banger. It's happy to have the OQs back. Happy to have them saved. Yeah, and the one thing I'd reiterate is, uh, and, and it's been agreed upon with everybody in the like within the five groups, is that uh, we are all treating this as um, a community thing. Like we are all looking to benefit as 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 a, t a collective of tier three coverage. So, you know, I don't mind. I, I know running the rift also got accepted. Uh, those are the guys that, you know, put, you know, put all of us on, on coverage OQ1. And then I'm sure if, you know, Aegis didn't get Lotus's games, you know, Gordo and TDS probably would have been covering games on running the rift again for Swiss there. That's where I was covering games for Swiss. So, you know, I'm sure we might take some, like, I know at the Salt Mine Bonfire can be, a bit all over the place with his work schedule sometimes uh, since the weekend is not actually his weekend. So you might see some people from running the rift casting with me on the salt mine. So I just want to make sure we're all, we're showing the love to everybody. So don't feel free to go to like, feel free to go to running the rift to watch a game for there. Get salty run back to like, just we're all a family here with tier three coverage yeah. here. So mad magical is the only one we haven't mentioned. He'll be covering some as well. Um, he has not yet snagged games channels. on our shared sheet, so we'll see. He's he's slacking, but I'm sure he'll be on some games as well. Uh, at the very least, uh, those those four organizations, the three podcasts plus Aegis, will have the four games covered, and then Magical will be there for a little bit a uh, little bit of redundancy on one of those to make sure we got every angle. True. Yeah. So that's gonna be awesome. So while we're talking about OQs, this is the perfect time to get into get into Aegis time. Uh, chat about the ACL. We we played week number one of the ACL uh, in... This isn't unprecedented, but it, it's disappointing. Uh, it's classic winter split stuff, as, as everybody's trying to figure out. Uh, we are down two teams versus our, uh, our original proposal. We have replaced one of them. So Morningstar White, unfortunately, uh, appear to have dissolved or at least pulled out of events for the splits. They... Pulled out of the open qualifier at the uh, kind of at the last minute there. That's how. Um, what was the team? Uh, Bethany Esports. Well, how did who was the team that got added to OQs? Uh, oh, 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 oh Misfortune. I think it was or, no, or, or uh, no. Misfits. Misfits. The Misfits. 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 Yes. Yeah. Misfits. So the Misfits got added to OQs for that reason because Morningstar White pulled out. They also pulled out of Aegis. We have not replaced them for Aegis yet. We'll see what goes on there. But they've been given a forfeit. Uh, a forfeit win was given over to California Irvine. That is why we had to change what the featured match was last week. And then Mirage Rookies also pulled out after losing a few players. Um, so we have replaced them with Bethany Esports. Uh, um, sorry to interrupt. I'm looking on the sheet. I think Morningstar White have been replaced. Oh, 
Really? By oh, Polestar Academy. This literally happened as in. we were recording. I had this open yeah, earlier. Which, which is kind of a fun team. I mean, it's where Sajay Wabe ended up. Flaucon is on that team as well, uh, who, was, who played really well for CCG uh, and plays a Bradley for Swiss. So he's really good. A B. Sajay Wabe and a B are in the bottom lane. Diesel's up top. So, I mean, hey, I, that's a pretty good replacement. Yeah. Shout out Polestar for. Um, didn't they get three Nokia's? I think it was two three. Yeah, with their main roster, um, which I think yeah. only shares Diesel, if even that. Yeah. Yep. Is Diesel on? Uh, that... No, they have a they have no. a, they have a Shockey on their main roster now. Shockey, yeah, that, that's really important. Okay. Oh, there but Diesel a... was on Mirage rookies. Diesel that's was on the OQ. Yeah. But he was on another team. Okay. Yeah. Well, technically, was it Sage Wabe Sagewabe also on Mirage Rookies? Yes. So it looks like they just yeah. kind of picked yeah. up that roster okay. and made some changes. Uh, they got X yeah, Royal I was gonna in say, I was, too, which is hype. Yeah. I was looking. I was like looking while you were talking. I was like, wait a minute. They don't. They, like, <laughs> they replaced them with somebody in the standings. And I saw Polestar Academy. I'm like, it's important to point out that if this happened just now, you can blame Flay because of our because we didn't know. It's all on Flay. Cool. <laughs> just in case. Flay? Um, though, yeah, it seems like the only team that hasn't been replaced yet is oh, did we everybody's been that there? Everybody's been replaced then. We're back to 2018. Oh, because uh, I thought the Wiglets weren't in. No, the Wiglets are in. Oh, why did I think the Wiglets weren't playing anymore? Okay, I good. don't know. The Wiglets played last week, they lost one to two. To yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think which that is uh, didn't see that one coming, did not. That would have been you. an upset on my book. We'll get into individual games in a second. Did also want to call out so Mirage Rookies pulled out, we got Bethany Esports in as well. Uh, featuring yep. world semifinalist jungler, amazing. Uh, so you know, just <laughs> rack those up on the ACL, uh, the ACL pedigree boards, baby. Uh, we don't have to talk about maybe uh, some recent OQ performances of that squad. We could just, you know, just stamp that up there, get real hype. We got more former pros in ACL. Always love to see it. Yeah, we've evolved, it's baby. Even better. We went from to counting how many LCS players we had on our hands. Psh, screw that. Now we're counting international performers. We are. Is that? Surely, surely that guy performed well I in mean, the OK. Had, I think it's the third world's player. He's not even our first one. Is he our first world's player? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think so. Uh, no, because we had... Well, Dog never played worlds. Nope. No, we had... Uh, I think it was... Neo Isles. never played worlds. Oh, Isles. Isles no. technically oh, played Isles, Worlds. Yeah. Wait. Oh, did he? Wait, did he? Yes, yes, he went for Osh once, I believe. Yeah, he went with Direwolves, I think it was. Uh, or did she? I thought it was, I think it was Legacy Esports. Oh, wait, no, Legacy, yeah. Could have been Legacy, Legacy Esports. Oh, it so was Legacy, yeah, it was Legacy. So Good technically call. he was in Worlds. He did, he wait, went to wait, Worlds okay. 2020. All right, we've evolved to Worlds Knockout one, Stage. Though. Yeah. What was we've, that? We've evolved to Worlds Knockout Stage. Yeah. What did you say, TDS? I was thinking, I, did Mike Young go with TSM to Worlds or did no. he not? No, he did go with, with Phoenix One to Battle of the Atlantic. So okay, so where we shit uh, on your other. So he's yeah. he's well, playing international. Rivals. He's shit on his fair share rivals, of LEC right? teams. Uh, <laughs> back when they were EU LCS. Uh, Good old days. So we'll count that too. I mean, give Mike Young credit for that. I mean, he deserves <laughs> yeah, I think it. That's fair. There's very few North American players you could say they went international and shit on EU. So you know, Mike Young deserves all the all that's the love true. that Contracts and Palafox and the NRG boys are getting. Mike Young deserves that too, dude. He did it first. 
Yep. Well, he was the first yes. one there. Yes. Yeah. We don't need to get that debate. Uh, he did, sure he did it earlier. He wasn't about. the first ever to do it, but he was. He did it Not earlier, really, and yeah. the bar was definitely lower compared to what I would quantify with that G two roster energy doing. But there was an earlier. Th- this was an earlier era when NA was more competitive. We were on top more yes. frequently at that time than we are these days. Good old times. Good old times. Well, I mean, uh, no, that's going to start a whole other debate. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's, stay, let's stick on track here with the ACL. I, I don't need to go internationally. Anyway, I don't international. Anyway, <laughs> we got we're up to two former TSM junglers in ACL currently. Uh, three former TSM junglers in ACL historically. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you count Dardock as well. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, baby. We're racking them up. Let's see how long until we can get the odd one and Santorin in here. <laughs> then, well, Centurion did retire, so maybe he goes back to college. Sure. The odd one. So it's the odd one. Forever. So it's Sven We can we can round them all out. We can yeah, get but them. the the other one was a while. Well, we did have we we did talk with Sven Skarin at one point. So like, yeah, we'll be good. You see, he's still coaching. He's coaching Mirage when yep. Mirage gets relegated True. and come back to ACL. Hey, <laughs> round <at> ACL. <laughs> Oh man, we're never getting another interview with Normology. He's, he's so fucking <laughs> sick of my true. shit. Anyway, uh, let's get into let's get into ACL. <laughs> yeah. All right. Talking about last week, let's start off with Demacia. Carulians Kittens 2-0 Team Fish Taco. We'll loop back to that. That's probably the big discussion point. Gravity 2-1 over next level esports, abandoned kittens 2-0 over five seasons. Crossplay. Uh, crossplay match. The crossplay match that was the crossplay match. Abandoned kittens five seasons. Yeah. Interstellar yappers boing boing was supposed to happen, didn't happen yet. So, uh, so are we are we going to go by group or yeah we can, yeah then... let's chat about okay. yeah let's let's chat yeah. about that Carulian kittens team fish taco matchup. I think that's the big that's the big upset. You were live not live viewing, but you were reviewing this vod on stream yesterday, Slayer. Uh, yes. What went down there? I mean, I saw like there was definitely a smolder comp coming online with a pretty yeah. even early, pretty even mid game. I already knew that Carulian Kittens won the series, but I tuned in for a bit. I saw mid game game one, smolder scaling, and the game is even, and I'm like, oh, I guess Carulian Kittens win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, I mean, this series was kind of enthralled. I'm going to label it enthralled revenge tour because I know he. He he did not he did not start for Polestar this time round. I know he went to the bench instead for OQs. Uh, and I I I thought a lot of people lost some stock on Enthralled. Yeah, the dude just kind of. So the, the worst part about this and what I said on stream was is I kind of wish this wasn't a week one game because I don't think Team Fish Taco were that proactively invested in winning this series. If that makes sense, they just said they yeah. just seemed like they were playing kind of sloppy. Uh, they they had early game leads in both games, especially game number one. Uh, they had like Drake count stack count going their way, up like five four k gold at twenty minutes. I've five of five of six grubs with a comp that like really lended itself towards side lane pressure, um, and they kind of just kept taking wacko fights and getting caught occasionally. Uh, and they just kind of let a smolder get rolling, and then enthralled ends the game like. He started really hot. He went five and one. They nerfed him down to five and five. They killed a bunch bot side with some really good uh, Amazo plays on Sedge, uh, and then they kind of just let him ramp back up. And he ends the game fourteen and six. So 
it, it was it was really uh it was really just Karelian's kittens like I want to give them credit because it's one thing to win games kind of handily I think it shows a lot more against a team of you know arguable qualifying NACL players <laughs> if we're playing the Tony yeah. top card uh that you can come back against them and you and you can win this game and uh, enthralled had a really good series the smolder game was really good uh, game two it wasn't as bad of an early deficit but they kind of got oriana nocturne on b uh, r1 r2 turn kind of just ran with that one and enthralled picked a really great zigs pick they went into Callista ash and he just picks zigs and like it, you just it's just like an easy way to neutralize that like you you don't get to play the game much as ash Callista because you'll get poked out zigs kind of neutralize any all-in you have and enthralled once again just kind of got to scale up and delete people from halfway across the screen with his ult when his Nautilus and Olaf and Nocturne and Oriana are all running in and he just does a bajillion damage from off the screen. So I thought it was a really great series from enthralled. I think Team Fish Taco would put up a lot more fight if they weren't so focused on oh, a very important Swiss stage that, that was less than 24 hours away from them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest talking point. I, I like not taking anything away from enthralled, I do think their team was looking like one of the better rosters in general when you're well, well not in thoughts sorry if Korean Skittens was right. one of the better rosters when you look in general to to the AC to the ACL but like EFT technically speaking had higher chances to finish the Swiss stage in the group stage right and I'm pretty sure that's what they were betting on whereas I don't think Korean Skittens teams had that like that big of a focus on that in that sense, particularly because some of these players played on different rosters, right? Like Porsche played on the, um, I think he played on the Lotus one, right? He was on Lotus, if I'm not wrong. Uh, uh, just to confirm, Gordo, because I'm blanking on yes, it. Yes, but... I think so, right? I think Lo- yeah, we cast Porsche a bunch of Porsche Lotus games roster. over the weekend, that checks yeah, out. Yeah, which is funny, but like, I- I'm trying to remember. I think uh, Porsche was on Lotus. Frost Forest is not on any team playing actively. He's a- as a sub. And the the other three, or yeah, coach or sub. I I remember he was on the coaching sub on Lotus. So yeah, he's not on the active player list. So like, no, he is. He's on the he's on the sub uh, list. That's how they kept their points. Yeah, but not on the. uh, I mean, more so on the. He's not. He's not starter playing. He's not on the. Yeah, he's not a starter. Yeah, that's what I tried. um, I'm trying to say. So like, yes, the roster is strong. But the the difference for the players is more so one is a full team that is focused on the actual competition or on the actual Swiss stage. The other is much more so for the tournament. Their dedication is for the tournament. And I think that that kind of takes away not only the pressure, but also the focus that they are only on the tournament is much more focused on or, or gives them even more focus for the tournament alone. And I think that that helped. I, I agree with Slayer. I think this probably would have been a better matchup when everything already transpired with the Swiss stage or with the NACL OQs. Like, that would have been a bit hyper, in my in my opinion. Or hyped, in my opinion, yeah. I agree. All right, well, moving on to Noxus. Uh, so UCI takes a 2-0 forfeit over Polestar Academy, uh, as Polestar Academy didn't exist yet at the time. That was a Morningstar White match. Uh, we talked about Abandoned Kittens 2 over five seasons of the cross-group match, and then Vespa 2-1 over the Wiglets which we talked about a bit earlier. That's a little bit of an upset in my mind. I think the Wiglets was one of the teams that we had pegged as like competing with Kosa gamers potentially for Mm -hmm. that fourth seed out, uh, assuming that Morningstar was in this group. Like, I think we all 
still decently high on five seasons, even though they lose their cross-group match to Abandoned Kittens. I still think they, I would have them over the bottom four teams. But, uh, interesting, like, Vespa now kind of throws a wrench in there, that, like, they, even though we're not really familiar with these players, they probably deserve to be in the conversation yeah. if they're able to take down the Wiglets. Tia, do you know any of these guys? Like, I know we didn't have you on the last episode. Like, do you recognize? I, I don't know any of these Vespa players. And, like, I know Gorilla Jones and, like, um, who am I blanking on? Yeah, I know more on Wiglets. Uh, well. like, yeah. I know more on, on Wiglets. I'm trying to look at the Vespa players. Uh, HP Gamer, Desire, Harrison TT, Camper on Duty, and Songjae, it looks like. Yeah, I think maybe Desire and HP Gamer. I do have a big recognition of seeing those names before, but like, not that I that anything jumps in my mind or anything that I can say. Wow, these players were great. Hmm. But like, this comes as a, as a surprise as well. Yeah, I even have Best but really low in my standings when thinking about the the teams coming into the season. So that's a big surprise to see how they got a game against players that I do actually know. Yeah. Checking the drafts. I see they played a Draven game. They played a Draven Blitzcrank bot with a Garen top one game. That's pretty nice. So, yeah, yeah. no, Vespa, a team to keep your eyes on. Yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't seen the game. We don't have the VOD. So we will uh, just be keeping our eyes peeled as the season goes on for those guys. Let's jump over to Piltover. Um so in Piltover, Maryville B team and Bethany rescheduled as Bethany just joined the league. Uh, Capachungus take a 2-0 over the pack. <laughs> Zo uh, Chaotic Solar take a 2-1 over Zora. And in the cross group, Clown Gaming take a 2-0 over CCG. Uh, who roster is a mess? <laughs> yeah, whose roster is? I don't even know who. I don't folks. even know who played that game. Like I saw, is it official on here? I want to check this really quick. CCG are still CCG on this sheet. I saw on the wiki they are listed as CCG Futures. So I wonder if they're making that branding okay. shift. Because uh, this is not the CCG roster in the OQs. <laughs> this no. is not the, no, this is not not the Crimson Yukino Bradley roster. This is a more developmental focused team. Um, yeah. Yeah, but see, so here's the developmental players. So here we go. We'll talk more about them in a second because this is going to be this is the group where our featured match next week is going to be. Our featured match is going to be Chaotic Solar versus Capachungus, the two teams that have won. TDS, you were not here last week. Are you <laughs> one of the people who rated Capachungus highly? I don't. Like, do, do you have your so. committee ranking? Yeah. Did you, like, did you put a question quickly... mark? Because we extended. determined. Yeah, we, no. we figured we this out. Because uh... we've everybody, we don't know who. So, so somebody must have rated Capuchungus. Like a C. Like a C. Because they were in that D tier. Like they were in the Even second school. lowest tier, not the lowest tier. And nobody yeah. knew who these guys were. So somebody sh must have known them and must have rated them higher. What did the Capuchungus. It's Cap? Yes, it's Cap. Cap is there. Okay, I, get, I, I, I straight up, I put them F. So okay, did everybody. That's the, I don't that's the most TDS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I knew TDS was going to just like, unless he straight knew up, these players. Anyway, well, whoever believed in them had something, was cooking something, because they 2-0 the pack in their first matchup. So that's a, already a better start than I think most of us gave them credit for. I mean, the pack was in that tier too, but I uh, I wouldn't have, yeah. I, I would have pegged Capuchungus as the, number 28 seed if we were doing first through 28th the way that Oak's does uh and they already come yeah. up with a win they take down the pack 
And then Chaotic Solar showing up, putting up a pretty good showing over uh, over Zora Esports. We gave credit to last time for uh, you know having Sean Atone and his coach. Uh, and I don't know if they do though. I'm looking on the roster and their team. I don't think leads. they have any more. I think it was only for OQ, maybe. No, because they weren't yeah. in OQs, and Sean is definitely. Yeah, they were. They were. No, Zora yeah, was Zora in was in OQs. Oh, yeah, Zora yeah, they, was. They, in OQs. they they end up one, one four. four. They end up one four. Yeah, because of uh the the FF from what Pick was his name? Yeah. yeah, from Figmigalio. Yeah, oh, well, but like they were there. They were pretty much the undisputed thirty-one team. I think I would say. Thirty. I think they were thirty because they played CCG off rip and CCG oh, okay. third. We're going to go. Yeah, they lost to he still has the Zora Esports tag in the Discord. Okay. So well, then sure it might just be a And he's like, he was their like team lead. He like checked in for them on the group draw and stuff. Yeah, I remember that part. And he DM'd me about it too. So I'm pretty sure he's, unless something happened, he's still their coach. Um, okay. Either way, enough about him. Like, Marios is a player we were familiar with as well. I don't know if Super Big Ego played, but he's a player I recognize as well. Um, but Chaotic Solar do pretty good. They show up. They they take down the win. Uh, Never Saw was kind enough to correct me that they had not played uh, previously with this team, even though I thought they had. Um, yeah, but uh, pretty solid showing from them. So now we get two 1-0 teams to start things off for uh, our featured match of the next week. So that'll be yeah. interesting to check out. I really want to see how they are going to end up uh, performing. You never yeah, saw a shout out. Interesting. I was going to say shout out. Never saw because he was in the he was in the the chat when so I was watching the other yeah, series. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Never saw. <laughs> she was in the chat watching. Um, she had a lot of very she, she uh, informed me on a lot of things as as the Hardstuck Emerald player I am that I did not know while watching the VOD, and uh, she expressed that this was her first time. Kind of playing anything competitive, so yeah, I was, she seems very I eager to same. learn and perform. So. Makes sense with the fact that we don't know much about their team. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I I do think verticality. The one of the players that I do have a slight recollection of, so could be a, a roster that maybe surprised more than than we were. Jaber as well. So Jaber and verticality are two players that I do remember a bit more. So it could be much more hype than I was expecting initially, and. I want to see what they are able to achieve. If they end up anywhere higher than fourth, I think that's already a big, like, achievement for their team. Yeah. I mean, if they make playoffs, I would call that an achievement right off rip. Fair enough. Sure. And I think, like, we talked about this last week, too. Like, I think this group's wide open after Maryville. Yeah. Um, especially well, with... Especially now. Yeah, especially <laughs> now with Bethany exactly. coming in as well. Like, I think uh, I'm pretty high on clown gaming as well. Like, I think... Boil the Oil, Rapid, Zev have shown it before, Cryogen as well. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of them have played together before, and I was impressed with Rough Beans in the Hot Pockets mm -hmm. Invitational. So I'm pretty high on Clown, um, and I think they showed it with their two over CCG. Uh, so I think Clown and Maryville are probably making it out, but I think the, the other two slots are up for grabs. And this Capachungas versus yeah. Chaotic Solar matchup might be one of the things that has really big implications for it. True. So... That'll be a fun one. That's your update there. Uh, Maryville versus Bethany, the collegiate showdown, has not taken place. Uh, let's we'll move over to, to our big C-Law group, which is Zon. Uh, and this is also where our featured match last week was played. So MSU A-Team take a 2-0 over Briarcliff. Blackrock Esports in the featured match take a 2-0 over Aporia. 
and University of South Florida take a 2-0 over Glacial Esports. So a rough start for our Risen Mythical League boys. So I'm kind of curious with one thing, yeah. because I'm watching the shit quickly. Is Salthate out of Blackrock? Uh, no, he there. is in Blackrock. He was an E-sub last week, and now okay. he is officially on the roster officially starting this week. Um, okay. And uh, okay. I think the sheet just hasn't been updated. I saw he was added to the roster sheet. Um, yeah, that that is an important yeah. uh, difference because I believe both Gordo and I can agree that Salhid was the best performer pretty much in that match. Like, he completely... Annihilated um, like a moss. Like a moss. Yeah. So um, uh, adding him was is the most ideal outcome there. Yeah, that was that awkward thing as well, where like Blackrock had to e sub in Zalt and Aporia had to e sub in. Oh, I feel bad. I'm forgetting their supports, their e sub supports name. Uh, I will check it in a second. I'm actually blanking on him as uh, well it, because they they had Nitro, no? Yeah, it was a DDoS. Okay, yeah, DDoS. Yeah. Uh, so both teams lost a ban. I, you would think they could just handshake that and lose no bans, but who am I to criticize Flay's rule book? Uh, we yeah. should, but we won't. So that was that was a super interesting series, actually, because they uh, yep, they so they played against each other. Blackrock slammed them, and then in the OQ the next day, uh, they those two rosters effectively played against each other again. Because BlackRock opened up their first series versus Phoenix Five, and Phoenix Five was a the shorter race like a Moss Detro team, uh, which is basically the same roster as Aporia and ACL, uh, and they actually won in the Swiss stage, uh, despite getting two out the previous match. night. So that was a fun grudge match for uh, for the Aporia squad. Um, they did not end up making the top five, so I think maybe you would have uh, or top. 16 so yeah perhaps you would have preferred to have won over black rock but that's how the, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes they get a little bit of pride back and definitely will be a contender to look for in zon going forward but that was definitely a fun series to check out i mean black rock i agree zalt looked great and i believe he is going to be their mid laner going forward so potential I mean, I would say favorites to top this group now that they get the win over Aporia, yeah. which is yep. super big. I mean, that can that's a really solid way to get an easy round one matchup, go on to round two. Now you're already like locked in top 12, you know, get some good competition going forward. Uh, Sushi really impressed me as well. And as like as Agreed. both of them being like relatively fresh players who are still developing, I'm, I'm kind of getting excited for BlackRock. I think this will be a really fun season to watch them and see how they progress as they get more experience under their belts. Certainly would have been more fun with the other roster from the first Swiss OQ, but uh, hey, I'm glad that sure. they've rebounded at least because uh, we, 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 I think we can even reference this ACL to see that uh, some t some rosters from OQ have completely disappeared uh, That uh, and they did not completely disappear. So I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really want to say too much about this group because you guys obviously casted the series. Um, just cool to see that uh, the the old Gordo, you know it as well as I do. When we made that one power rank all the time ago, but we I I, I always give onus to see uh, see lol teams when ranking preseason. Like I give them a little bit of buffs. Like ah, they play together. They probably played a nice facility. 
or they might play in a nice facility. So uh, we'll give them a little bit of buff. They both uh, they both two out their opponents. Um, to MSU be fair, one and, of them uh, two out another Seaball team. So I think that's a yeah. wash. Wait, Briarcliff is a college. Briarcliff. Too. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? That's that. That's that Alienware sponsorship coming through for MSU. Okay, if, if you haven't seen it, they have an Alienware sponsored esports uh, like room and like PCs and like everything. It's true. All in MSU colors. Yeah, okay, I think I think it's the most expensive esports facility in the country right now. Nice. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wish they sponsored me or something like that. That yeah, would be really say, useful. I could put that money to use in esports for sure. Hey, I mean, uh, I don't know how they're doing in CLO, but it's holding up an ACL real well. True. Yeah. Uh, rough start for our boys Glacial. I know Slayer and I are going to have a soft spot for them as they're coming in from uh, as as Risen Divine League uh, long term guys. We talked about it last week, though. It's it's tough to make that jump from being successful in the Masters GM level to coming and playing in uncapped. Yeah. And University of South Florida come out of the gate swinging. They take them down in a pretty convincing 2-0. So, rough start. I mean, there's other... This is a pretty wide-open group as well. Like, CCG's rosters in constant flux. MSU and Briarcliff, you know, they're also collegiate teams. They're not, like, the top of the table rank-wise. They should be somewhat beatable um but yeah i mean getting their getting their welcome to acl match out of the way early there for glacial hope they're going to be able to uh to level up from this experience we'll see yeah i don't have I much mean... to talk about glacial so like i i the only thing i can say is well actually i think they i saw them once in victorious so like i have a bit of yeah background with them but like yeah that was not uh, this level. It was a bit behind the challengers level, so certainly going to have a bit more trouble. And also, uh, slight information or TDS random info. I actually worked for them way, 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 way before I when I was starting as an analyst for one of their teams for Glacial Orc. Yeah. Wow. So okay. I do have a Throwback. bit of info in there. There you go. You little, we all have a ago. special place for Glacial in our hearts. Well, you know, it's funny. We're playing the Risen Stonks heartstrings here, Gordow. <laughs> Current Risen um, champs, champs, CCG, because they're on the roster of CCG still, are going to play Divine Sweethearts Glacial Esports next week. And I quite literally don't know who's going to win that series, mainly because I don't know what the this CCG <laughs> roster is supposed to be. Yeah. I think I probably lean towards CCG. I mean, the players I they got, too. like... Like Saint Ghoul has made like some solid runs uh, in OQs. Like Five Mini, I can see his GM right now. Like there's, there's guys to put some faith in here, but we'll see. We'll we'll have to see. Just wanted to meme on that one a little bit yeah. before things wrap up. Want to believe in it as well. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully we get some more. I mean, hopefully either Slayer gets more vods to do more more stream reviews, or more teams do their own independent streams coming into week number two. Uh, either way, yeah. or both, you know. So hopefully we can get a few more streamed matches going. TDS and I, like we said, will be on stream Friday evening. The spectate bug is fixed, so we'll be actually specking Let's live go. now. So that's Woo! hype. Uh, we will be covering, as I said, Capuchungus taking on Chaotic Solar in the featured match of the week. But that's going to do it for the Salt Mine this week. Thank you all yep. for staying tuned. Come hang out with us this weekend, whether it be on the Aegis stream, whether it be on the Salt Mine stream, whether it be on...
Magical stream or running the Rift stream or Salty Runback stream. Take your pick, whatever match you want to watch. There's a lot. Yeah, come watch. Go between them all. Come They're watch. All going and, the same and, have the NACL on, and have the NACL on another monitor. Watch everything. Watch everything. You if you don't have six tabs open, stop listening to our podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have our podcast open <laughs> on a seventh tab, please. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, get them all in All there. with audio on. I want you overstimulated. I want you to be listening to seven audio tracks at once. <laughs> yeah. That's the strap. But either I don't know, watch whatever you want to watch, but know that they're all going to be there and that you have a lot of options. So going to be a whole bunch of fun. Going to be a whole lot of casting League of Legends. I'm casted four days in a row now, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hope to see some of you guys around. And until next time, we'll be back next week with more NACL news, more ACL news. We'll see you there.